Hi, it's Phil Brown. I'm here with David Whelan, and we're going to talk about cloud computing. So the first question, I guess, would be, what is cloud computing? Well, it depends, I guess, on what you uh, define as the cloud. Most people will come out with a basic definition that the cloud is something that's hosted outside of your network uh, on someone else's computers. So it could be your Flickr photos. It could be your legal research with LexisNexis or Westlaw. But it's something that you used to have inside your office and now you're hosting outside. And would that include things like uh, email and things like that? Absolutely. And I think people probably don't realize that they're using the cloud already when they're using Google Mail or or they're using Hotmail. Um, But that really is the same sort of thing where before they might have had the email system on their computer and the email would download. Now they access it through a web browser. So essentially, just to maybe clarify the bit about the email, uh, their email is stored on a server outside their office, which is essentially what makes it part of the cloud. Right. And that's really one of the benefits. I think one of the other ways you can look at the the cloud is that if you use Microsoft Office on your your desktop and people have suggested using the cloud for creating documents, you don't really need to do that. You can continue to use Microsoft Office, but you might use Dropbox for storage into the cloud. Um, So the cloud can act as a a place where you put things as a backup to your in-office technology. And and. When you put it in the cloud, I mean, one of the the benefits of putting something in the cloud or storing something in the cloud is essentially you can access it from anywhere in the world if you had an internet connection. Right. Uh, and of course, to go along with that, in theory, is the the issue of potential security and other people might be able to access that same information. Yeah, and I think that's the the big hangup is that lawyers with uh, confidentiality issues and, and privacy issues with the information they're putting out into the cloud really have to have a good understanding of, of where that information is sitting. And and I guess the other issue, not just where it's sitting, but how did it get there? Right. Because it could be rooted through 40 other countries before it actually arrived at its storage location. Exactly. And I think in some ways you can say it's safe to go with the big names, going with Google or going with Microsoft in its web apps or Office 365 because at least you know it's a, a brand name that is is well known. As you get to smaller companies, or particularly when you start to deal with cloud technology that has been built specifically for lawyers, you're dealing with smaller companies that may be hard to know exactly where they keep their information, how you are accessing it, and how they are taking care of it when you're not accessing it. Uh, one of the things, David, I wanted to talk about was uh, software, the, the concept of software as a service instead of loading software onto your computer. Uh, what's that about? Well, you can compare it to sites like Dropbox where all you're doing is uploading files and you're storing them. There's nothing really going on. With software as a service, you're really taking software from your computer and taking those features and accessing them on a website. So your word processor, your case management program, your calendar, all of those sorts of things. Um, and then the software exists out on the server. You don't keep any software on your local computer, and you primarily access it through a web browser. And, and one of the advantages of that would be you're not loading any software onto your computer. You're not subscribing to updates, uh, get buying new software the next year and uploading the newest thing. All of that's done on the back end by the company maintaining uh, the software. Right. And that can be a real advantage for a solo or small firm because you don't have to find yourself falling behind on the benefits or the features in a particular application. It's always kept up to date for you. And and typically, uh, I should mention, there's a monthly fee associated per lawyer or per assistant who's using that that sort of service. 
Right. And I think that's probably one of the bigger changes for lawyers buying technology is that normally you pay a price and then you own that that information or that technology. Now you would be paying a subscription. The benefit of that, though, is that if you have a technology budget or even more importantly, if you haven't, this will help you to plan your technology budget because you will have subscription costs for each month for your year. Right. And and one of the things we should talk about, I guess, is the potential downside of a software as a service kind of uh, subscription. Right. And it's not just uh, your internet connection isn't available someday or that the uh, provider is out of, of contact for a day or two, their servers go down, for example, but it's really what happens if there's a catastrophe or the business is uh, gone. Right. And and there are a number I know of, uh, of practice management software kind of businesses out there who provide this service. Uh, a lot of fairly new players just who've come up in the last year or two uh, who might be undercapitalized. And I guess that's one of the things you don't know about initially. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's a real challenge because on the one hand, you can take advantage of being out in the cloud. I think it provides practitioners a lot of flexibility in how they practice. But when you start to get away from the bigger name companies or the better known companies or the companies even who maybe aren't as well known but have been around for a number of years, it begins to become more and more difficult to find out which companies are going to be around for the long term. And then, of course, if the company does fold, you need to know what's happening to your information and how you can recover it and what it's going to cost you. Right. Software terms like data escrow and uh, third-party storage has become more popular with legal technology cloud systems because you really want to make sure that someone else has that information in case the, the company that is holding it for you in the, in the first place disappears. And, and so uh, just to end, I guess, on a possible advantage of it would be something like the ability to travel with a clean laptop. Absolutely, yes. You could go across the border and you wouldn't have to have anything but a web browser. Right. So, so you'd be able to access all of your information and all of your programs through the software as a service over your internet into the cloud, uh, but nothing is stored on your computer. Right. Thanks. Thank you, Phil.